Well, good morning. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Covenant, and we, I just want to extend my welcome to you guys this morning, too. If you're joining us online or here in person, we're glad you're here with us this morning. If you don't know, we're in our series called Life Abundant, where we've been uh, looking at and exploring uh, what life, uh, what abu- abundant life looks like. And so this is our second week of the series. If you joined us last week, we started, kicked it off. You can always check that out through our um, podcast uh, and um, follow up with that if you want to hear the whole series, if you missed it last week. And then next week, we're going to close it all off. But before that, I just want to um, just put something before you guys as uh, Cindy and Lauren headed off. Uh, we're getting to ready to ramp up for fall. And uh, we are in desperate, and I, I don't say that lightly, I say that with extreme use of the word. We're in a desperate situation of where we need people to uh, help volunteer uh, in the kids' ministry and in our youth ministry. Uh, and like Cindy said, it's a pleasure to serve. As somebody who's served years in youth ministry, I can't tell you the lessons I've learned from serving youth. Not only like just from God, but also from just uh, uh, youth culture. I'm, I'm not very with it. And so <laughs> serving with youth is always fun because you get to figure out what's going on in the world. And uh, I had them teach me when I was a youth pastor, like all the apps and everything that's going on in the world. And it just, it was a huge blessing to be able to give to the next generation. And so I know this church is, firmly believes in equipping and uh, ministering to the next generation. And so I'm inviting you this fall to uh, think about maybe how you could serve either in our kidsmen or in our youthmen uh, for this fall or throughout the school year. And so uh, you don't have to commit right away either. I want to I wanna give you guys freedom because part of life in an abundance is knowing that we have freedom in Christ. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to go serve and say, hey, I would love to check it out. I'd love to serve for a week. Um, I'd love to just come and watch for a week to see if it's something that maybe God is calling me to. Um, I, I want to challenge you to that. So if you feel like God might be calling you to that, or maybe he has in the past, maybe he's calling you back for a season. Uh, you're not signing up for a life commitment. You're, you're just signing up to try it once and then maybe serve throughout this year. We could use you. And so, uh, and maybe God doesn't, isn't tugging on your strings, but maybe he, you know somebody who should. <laughs> maybe you should tap them like, I think you'd be good at that. <laughs> That's how we work together as a church community is we care for each other and we minister to each other. So I'm going to just put that out before you guys this morning. I'd love for you to pray about it. Uh, if that interests you at all, just checking it out or like wanting to serve, you can fill out a connection card um, and uh, we'll, we'll get in touch with you this week to let you know what the next steps are. So I appreciate you guys taking time and energy to pray and think about that. Well, you guys join me in prayer right now as we dig into God's word this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of abundance. You are a God whose heart is like that parable, who comes after the one sheep, who meets us where we're at, who provides the things we need to do the work you've called us to do. And not only that, Lord, that you are a God of abundance, that you provide joy and peace and excitement when it comes to serving you, when it comes to being in a relationship with you. And this is an amazing gift that you give us. And so this morning, as we talk more about what that looks like and how to access your abundance, Lord, God, I pray that you'd open up our hearts and minds to your truth and wisdom, Lord. I pray that it would take root in our lives and bear fruit, giving you glory, honor, and praise. And God, may the meditation of my heart and the words from my lips be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
Amen. Like I said earlier, we are currently in our sermon series called Life Abundant. Last week, I asked, what is an abundant life? I think it's an important question to ask and explore because Jesus said in John 10.10 that the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and life abundantly. So what is this abundant life? If I was to ask you that question, and this is something I want you guys to be mulling over for the next three weeks, what, what, how would you answer that? How would you describe it if somebody came and asked you, what is an abundant life? I know my immediate answer without doing much reflection and everything was that I have everything that I need. I'd have enough money. I'd have enough food. I'd have enough time. I'd have enough resources to do life. That would be my immediate answer. The, 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 the non-Christian, the non-like thinking with a biblical lens answer. If somebody said, I want you to have an abundant life. I'm like, yeah, I would love to have those things so I could just do life, right? I think a lot of us would be there, but I don't want to answer for you. So that's why I'm asking you that question. How would you respond if somebody said, I want you to have an abundant life? What would that look like for you? As we saw last week, and we'll continue to see, God's answer to this question looks very different than mine. (laughs) Although some of those uh, items may be incorporated to this life of abundance. Last week, we discovered that being rooted in God's word is one aspect of having an abundant life. And being rooted in God's word isn't just head knowledge. But it's also life application. And then I made a reference to one of my favorite cartoons growing up, G.I. Joe. And their public service announcement was, knowing is half the battle. And I want us to just remember that, that knowing is half the battle. Like, it's important that we study God's word. It's important that we know who God is. That's important. But that's only half of it. The other half is taking that knowledge and applying it to our lives. If we're all just scholars and we all have immense biblical knowledge it is like chaff in the wind unless we apply it to our lives and unless it, we allow it to shape and mold and refine who we are. To hear that God's call in our life, to, to have it move us in a direction of transformation and reconciliation with our Lord and Creator. It's important. And so this morning I also want to build upon that And I would love to, we're going to be talking about another aspect of having uh, an abundant life, and that is walking in step with the Spirit. That not only do we need to know God's Word, but that we have to recognize the Holy Spirit's power in our life and the influence that it has over us. That that's a part of living life in abundance and being in a relationship with God. It is vital to having an abundant life, and it's an important step. But before we jump into that, I want to I point something out that I think is kind of going to lead us through this morning. And that is, we often get in our head that spiritual growth happens in a line. And I, I think part of the reason why this is the case is this is how we're kind of raised up in the education system too. You go, you go to school to learn something, and then once you've fully learned it, then you apply that, you know, and that gets you the good job, you know, like I want to learn about being an engineer, and then I finally get my education, so then I can go be an engineer, um, and then success, right? The end game. And often we think about that in our spiritual life in the same way. We think that we have to come to this knowledge and have enough knowledge before we can start applying it to our lives. And then all of a sudden, then we'll have this abundant life. But I, so like this line right here, right? But I think it is more circular than that. 
If we're honest and we're truthful and we, we dig into Scripture, we see, and you can bring up that next slide if you got it. Just imagine a circle there instead of a line. <laughs> it's all that really changes. No worries. We'll just use our imaginations. That's the beauty of uh, how God created us, right? And so instead of linearly, we look at our life and our progress and our development spiritually is more like a circle where we keep coming back to things, allowing God's word and listening to the spirit to bring fruit in our lives. And then it keeps going back and forth. And we, we begin to see as we walk in step with the Spirit and as we engage with God's Word, we begin to see the fruit in our lives and we begin to see the joy of God's abundance in our life. This is important to recognize because when you look at our spiritual life in a linear fashion, we're predetermined, well, we have these pre-ideas that then at some point we arrive. If it's linear, then at some point we arrive to the end, right? And sometimes we get it. And we're done. And we've, we know everything there is in the Bible. And, and we have applied anything. But that's just not true. That's just not the nature of God's spirit in our lives. It's not the nature of having a relationship with him. Or a relationship with anybody, really. It is we constantly are learning. We're constantly being refined. And the steps to this process are engaging with God's word and listening to the Holy Spirit. And watching the fruit begin to be uh, harvested in our lives because of our application of what we're learning and our willingness to listen to the Lord. And I, today, this morning, I'm going to do something that I am, preaching-wise, I'm not super comfortable with. <laughs> I like to have kind of an anchor passage and really preach from that. That's just how I've been. I mean, that's what I did last week. But this week, when we're talking about being step of the Spirit, I think there's some really important passages that we just kind of got to tie together for the sake of this conversation. And it all sh- uh, centers around the life of refinement, and that leads to re- uh, abundance. But at the center of this is definitely Galatians 5.25, where it says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And if you were with us last week, and I want to thank Greg because we talk about stuff in the week and he pointed this out um, prior to me <laughs> figuring it out, which is just the way the Holy Spirit works. And he, he said, do you realize that like it says, keep in step with the Spirit. And we, last week we talked about Psalm 1 and it said, if you stand in the way of, or sit in the seat of mockers or stand in the way, and all of it was these positions, right? And here it's saying, step with God. It's asking us to step in with him, to lean into him, that part of meditation and being in a relationship with God is stepping into the, his, his work and what he's got going on in this world right now. It's important that we walk in step with the Spirit, and part of that is listening to the Spirit. And I know that's hard sometimes for us as a church to, to talk about because it's a little mystical, right? Like, listening to God's Spirit I don't know about you, but how many of you guys have heard God's audible voice? Maybe a few of you. I, I think there's maybe twice in my life where I've, I've heard like a whisper. <laughs> and so when we say, listen to the Spirit, we, 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 it sometimes makes us a little, gives us the heebie-jeebies, you know, like what, what's going on here? But Paul talks about it over and over again, that we are now living life in the Spirit, that we need to be listening to God's Spirit. 
And that's part of it. I just remember part of this was happening in the New Testament church and was pivotal to the changes that God had in store for his people. And the first was when Peter had the vision of Gentiles being able to eat, that it was okay for them to eat unclean animals. And this was a, it was a radical thing because it was saying that the cleanliness laws that they have lived their life for that set them apart from everybody else are now being abolished. And now the Gentiles are coming into the kingdom of God. And even though Jesus prophesied on this and talked about this, this was an earth-shaking concept for them to have. And it was given by the Spirit to Peter and confirmed with others as they discerned the will of God. We see Apostle Paul having an encounter with Jesus Christ himself through the Spirit on his way to go kill Christians. And Jesus himself calls him to a life of apostleship and mission, and mission work and bringing the Gentiles into the kingdom. Once again, the Spirit was changing things. And so for us, maybe we don't have those grand encounters with the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit is at work and active in our lives. It's what we listen to as we hear God's word, and it's what refines us and brings things up, things that we need to prune, things that we need to change, call to action, call to help, call to serve others. Listening to the Spirit is about being responsive to God's call in your life. Listening to the Spirit is about being responsive to God's call in your life. And so part of that abundance is that He speaks abundantly to us, and He is constantly at work in Sumner and in Washington and in the world. And it's not just about this church, but it's about the ministries and the other churches and the other Christians that are doing things and that he sees it all and he is orchestrating it all. And we get to tap into that. That's, that's exciting to me. I don't know if that's exciting to you, but that's exciting to me that we have a God that's at work and that it's not just about me and it's not just about this church and that there's a bigger work going on. And we have a chance to enter in as a church and individually because God is doing all those big things, but he also cares about us individually. Like, like the parable, after he goes after the one sheep. He cares about us, and he wants us to be involved in that plan. And that takes refinement, and that takes listening to God and practicing those things and responding when he does call. So we have, a, we have an opportunity to step in with his spirit, to step in to the labor that God is already doing on this work. Because he doesn't need us, but he wants to use us. That's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. And like I said, we're going to be jumping around, and I'm going to tie it all together. So stick with me this morning, all right? And so the next section of Scripture I want to bring up is John 15, 1 through 4, where it says, I am the, vine, the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
See, walking in step with the Spirit also requires us to be dependent on God. We need to be dependent on God. I think sometimes when we hear the things that are going on in the world and even some of the things that God may be calling us to, that we step into our own abilities and strengths. And sometimes God has given us those abilities and strengths, but we forget that, that, that God is the center of that and God wants to equip us. That it's only by him that we're going to have the abundance that we need to do the work that he's called us to do. And it's only through him that he's going to uh, prune us and make us more like him. And a question I like to ask myself, and I think is a good question for all of us who are in a relationship with God, that we should be asking ourselves regularly, if we're listening to this verse, is what needs to die so that I may truly live? What in me needs to truly die so that I may truly live? Because sometimes we have things that are holding us back. When I look at that cycle once again, that we come back to God's word and we realize, man, I've been trying to serve and yeah, we got it. Woohoo! All right. I worked hard on that this morning. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea, so it took me a while. Um, but, oh man, now I lost my train of thought, my bad. <laughs> but it's that, uh, it's that pruning process, right? Like, we need to come back to this. Like, as I'm serving, I'm realizing, man, I have baggage in this area. It's really hard for me to love this person right now because of things that have happened to me in my past. And that takes me back to God's word, which is restorative and regenerative, and it helps transform me. And then that takes me to another place where I can listen to God's word and his spirit, and I can enter back into that situation. I think I've shared with you guys before, but if I haven't, I've been divorced. I was married once upon a time, <laughs> and um, prior to my, uh, and I had a divorce, and it was hard. And God has used that in my life a lot to transform me. He took that raw, hard thing, and He redeemed it. He transformed me into the man I am now because of that process. And I never asked that anybody go through that because it's hard and it's gut-wrenching. But man, it also filleted me in a place where I was exposed to my baggage and the things that needed to be brought into the light of God so that I could change and be the man that he's called me to be. And as I have talked to people and ministered to people who have also gone through that, God's used that experience because I've entered into that transformational process with him and he's restored me in that, so that I can minister to people who are going through a divorce or who have been divorced or are struggling with their marriage. And I, God has given me insight through my experiences and through his word and the way he's changed me in order to serve others. But had I not gone through that process, had I not dealt with my stuff, had I not sought the Lord in that pruning process and getting rid of the things that, um, that just needed to die in order that I may truly live, God couldn't have I wouldn't have been able to be transformed by the Lord. It's important for us to step into that process. A lot of you guys are gardeners, and you know this is important for your garden, right? To prune things. I'm new to some gardening, but roses, right? Like you got to deadhead those and trim them down every so many years. And I don't have it all figured out yet, but I know this year my rose bush looks amazing. <laughs> I've had so many things, and what has it taken? A lot of pruning. I've cut out the dead branches and the diseased branches. 
and I've watched it thrive. I learned to water it at the ground and not from the top and all this important things. And so it was true with our lives that God is the ultimate gardener. And as we stay connected to him, we're already clean because of what Christ has done with us, according to that verse, because Christ has already saved us in his abundant grace and his abundant love. He has already brought us into the vine. And now we work and co-labor with him as we allow God to be the gardener and prune and, and transform us in the ways that God sees fit. The next section of scripture that I believe helps us understanding walking in step with the Spirit is out of Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. And it says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, and maybe, I mean, the Jeff paraphrase right there would add abundance right now for the sake of our sermon series, that according to the riches of his abundance, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through the, the, his spirit in your being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is a able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think, according to the, po the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is Paul's prayer for the Ephesians as he writes this letter. And there's a couple things here that I, I think really draw us into abundance and what it looks like to walk in step with the Spirit. As first, it's coming from this foundation, which we talked about a lot last week too, is that we serve a God of abundance. That we can get stuck in this idea that we are, live in a place of scarcity, that we don't have the things we need to do the will of God. This comes when, not just with uh, resources like material resources, but also in the way we see love and grace, that we forget that those are resources that don't diminish and in fact are given to us in abundance to give to others through Christ. That we have access to power and abundance for that. And that God is doing that through the strength of his power and through his spirit. And this is all rooted and grounded in love. See, the heart of the Father is written all over this. The, what we just sang about this morning is all over this. His heart is to give. His heart is to help. His heart is to just totally restore you to who he's called you to be. That's his heart. And when you have a father who wants to do that, man, that's like, why wouldn't you access that? You know, why wouldn't you step into that? Why, why, why not? But I think sometimes we get fearful. We get fearful of what may come, what he may ask us to do, what we, some of the things that we might have to encounter from our past, some of the skeletons in our closet that we might have to engage with, some of the aspects of our life that we might not be so proud of, but are comfortable for us. But we serve a God of abundance and grace. And when we recognize that, we can step in fully and allow him to transform us. We walking in step with the Spirit requires us to lean on God's abundance and power. 
I don't know how, how often this has happened to you, but more often than not in my life, like some of the greatest things that have happened is when I chose to just step out. And I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a calculated risk kind of guy. Like, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to step, do this, then I'm going to need, I make my list. <laughs> what am I going to need? <laughs> How long is this going to take? What's going to be, what am I going to have to sacrifice to make this happen? And often when I do that, I, I, I tend to diminish the work of Jesus Christ in my life. I think there's a place for that. I think we have to be wise stewards and God gave us a brain and, and we should use that brain. That's, that's important too. But sometimes the biggest things that God's calling us into are those things that just don't make sense. That we just, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> but I think God's calling me and you step out. I remember when I was leaving Alaska and God called me to go to seminary and I was like, I owned a house up in Alaska, and you know my job was a good job. And he's like, "Hey Jeff, you need to go to seminary." And I'm like, "Yep, someday I will." Because, <laughs> and and he called me and he told me to go help me help my friend plant a church, and that's how it was all going to happen. And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> and I, that was a hard thing for me to do because, and I think I've shared this before, but I, I stepped out of owning my own place, and it was just a weird place to be. And I started living in my buddy's laundry room for a year. <laughs> and it was all a big step, knowing that God was going to provide everything, and he did. He provided everything for me to take that step. But it was uncomfortable for me, and it was hard. But once again, I leaned in to the power and the abundance of God, and I watched how God transformed my life. And so can you. Maybe there's been times in your life where you've already seen this. This is part of our testimony as Christians. This is part of what we share with people to encourage each other, to help each other grow, to help others to experience and trust God as to share these things. So walking in step with Spirit requires us to lean into God's abundance and into His power so we don't do it on our own. The last verse I want to share with you guys this morning comes from Romans 12, 1 through 2. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this verse. But I think it also has a lot to say about walking in step with the Spirit. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. See, walking in step with the Spirit also require, requires us, and is, it's part of the transformation process, is that we begin to discern God's will. Not only for our life, but we, we begin to see him at work in others' lives and at work in our communities. That part of our worship isn't just coming here on a Sunday morning and singing songs and hearing from God's word, but our part of our worship is how we apply these things, right? It goes back to last week's message too. It's how we apply this. Like that's part of our worship. What we do Monday through Saturday is a part of our worship. How we live our lives, how we uh, respond to God's call, how we uh, treat people around us, how we talk, how, all those things. That's part of our worship. And see, what I love about this verse is the whole part about being the transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's this, 
It's this aspect of like, we need to allow our mind to shift to the priorities and the, and, and the priorities of God, really. I was going to I thought there was more there, but really it's just shifting our minds to the priorities of God. What would God want in this situation? How would God want me to respond? How should I live my life for the Lord? And this can come in big or small moments. Like I think of these big moments oftentimes that we seek God's will and when we talk about God's will. I remember when I was in college, I was, I was like, I need to seek God's will on what to do next with my life. Before I went to college, I was like, I took a gap year. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so we, we, we oftentimes in those big moments, we, we try to discern God's will and we seek God. But God is not just in, in those times. He's also in the little things, right? Like he's also in the little, our day-to-day activities. God wants us to discern his will. He wants us to have his eyes and ears as we go about life. As we see people in need, as we see opportunities to care and love for people, that takes a renewing of our mind because for most of us, including myself, when I wake up out of the, get out of the bed, I, I'm thinking about me. I need to use the restroom and get some food and coffee in my stomach, right? <laughs> it's the first three things that usually come to mind. And then my kids, if I got to take care of one of them, like, oh, yep, them too, right? Got to get them the same thing. Got to get, get the baby a bottle and got to get the little girl some, some toast and bacon, <laughs> But it's very, and those things are okay, but like a transformation of the mind is not only we, we begin to have those same thoughts, but then also, what do you want from me today? How can I love my daughters this morning? How can I show them your grace in abundance? How can I show my wife your grace in abundance this morning? How can I uh, show your grace in abundance to that coworker who is just making me extremely mad every day? How can I do that? That friend who's just posting things on social media and all this other stuff that's driving me crazy, how can I show your grace and abundance to that person? It's a mind shift. It's a different posture than just taking care of ourselves. That's part of what it looks like to walk and step with the Spirit. And so also for those big moments, I, I have this tool that somebody passed on to me that I wanted to give you guys this morning because I think, as I said before, you know, sometimes when we talk about listening to God's Spirit and kind of discerning His will, it seems a little nebulous for us. Um, and I, rightly so. God is beyond our comprehension. <laughs> but I think there's some steps that we can take to kind of help us sift through our own thoughts and God's thoughts as we pray and as we, we look to honor him. And so if, you, if we got the questions for discernment, I'd love to throw those up there. Feel free. I should have made a handout for this one, but I apologize. I'll get one to you guys next week if you want one. But these are questions for discernment that I go through. Somebody who, um, a prayer warrior in my life uh, from a former church had this to help us as we prayed and we just discerned God's voice in things. And the first one is, does it give glory to God? As you're listening to the Holy Spirit, it's a good start. Does it give glory to God, to Jesus? Does what I'm hearing give glory to him? And there's just a bunch of verse references. I'm not going to read them all. But they help draw, help with that question, kind of pointing you that this is biblical and foundational. And the next one is, is it consistent with Scripture? 
Because this is how one of the ways that God has revealed himself to us is scripture. And we hold it highly. And so is what I'm about to do, is it consistent with scripture? Is this really what God's will is for my life? Is this what his spirit is speaking to me? And the next is, is it confirmed by other witnesses? Have I brought it to other Christians? Have I prayed with other people and, and they would agree that this is from God? He's given us a community of believers because we're not meant to live life alone. And part of the way that we discern and even the way he organized the early church is they, he gathered a team of people to lead the church so they could discern and answer questions and listen to the Spirit as they led. And still today, even for us individually, we're called to confirm what we think we hear from the Lord with other people. And the last is this, what fruit does it bear? Does the word come to pass? Is it, once again, honoring to God and what fruit does it bear? Does it a, do you see the fruits of the spirit evident in the thing that you're praying about? And as we're going to talk a lot more about that next week, (laughs) about the fruit of the spirit, that's kind of like the culmination of this series of the abundant life. But does, it, but does it involve the fruit of the Spirit? Do you see that evident? Or does it create other things that we're going to read about before the fruits of the Spirit tomorrow, uh, next Sunday? So come back. It's like, I feel like a TV announcement. Come back tomorrow, next week and you'll find out <laughs> all about that. It's important. These questions are really good as we try to discern the will of God and walk and step with His Spirit. And so I bring us back to the little diagram that I think kind of ties everything up together, the blue dot. <laughs> there we go. Sweet. And when we do this, we allow God to refine us. Being responsive to God's call, we recognize we serve a God of abundance who will see us through and equip us for every good work he has set before us. As we enter in his word and we read his word and we, we read what his heart is about, as we try to manifest that in our own lives through his spirit's power, we walk in his, his spirit's abundance and power, and then that fruit comes. And then we learn again, and we realize, oh man, I messed it up. And we realize his grace is abundant, and then we get back right at it again. And it's this process of refinement in our life that we're called, that it doesn't end. None of us arrive at this. But it helps us grow in deeper dependence of God furthering allowing him to lead our lives. And so this morning, I want to challenge you as we go this morning with some questions for you to reflect on this week. You guys to think about as you spend time with God. That is, are you allowing God to walk you through the process of growth? Are you allowing God to walk you through a process of growth? Or are you, are you at a place where you think you've arrived? Or maybe you're just resistant. Are you asking what needs to die so that you may truly live? I want to take to the Lord in prayer and let his spirit speak to you this week about that. And how can you trust in his power and guidance in your life right now? What areas is he asking you to step out in faith? Maybe it's just dealing with something personal. Maybe it's something that he's giving you eyes and ears for and he wants you to attend to? How can you trust in his abundance and power and guidance for that? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of abundance and that you love us so much that you don't leave us where we're at, that you meet us where we're at, but you don't leave us there. 
because you know you have a life and a relationship that is better than we could ever imagine. That you love us, you care for us, and you want us to just shine like you've designed us to shine. God, I pray as we um, keep processing this life of abundance and what it looks like to live a life uh, in abundance with you, Lord. God, I pray that you would just help us be mindful of the, the areas that you want to die in us so that we may truly live with you. The things that need to be pruned so that it can be more fruitful. And that we wouldn't be scared or fearful of this process, but that we would enter in with joy and peace because those things are from you. You don't have a spirit of fear. You're a spirit of love. So God, may we trust in that. May you give that to us with abundance so that we may enter in to this process, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for all the ways you bless us and for your grace that just covers us as we walk through this process in life. So grateful. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.